Shalom and welcome to Once Upon a Soul, an exploration of 68 unique stories inspired by the teachings of Rabbi Usher Freund Zatzal. This podcast series is sponsored in loving memory of Mrs. Clary Safrin, Alea HaShalom. May the neshama of Rivka Sarah Basra Yeshua have an aliyah. The first story is a story about an individual, Shehis Khalif, who changed. Shahayatoiv, this person started off good enough, but Vihishalif he changed Vinia Loitoiv, and somewhere along the way became not so good. And this process astounded people. Because in the beginning, he was good and then he changed and became not so good. But after some time, he changed again. And he began to be good again. And he went back and forth from from good to not good and then back many, many times. Add until this kind of identity crisis got to such a point, within the span of one day, he was exchanging from the side of good to the side of not good, and then back again, becoming good and having holy desires and wanting to connect himself to elevation, and then back again, getting dragged down into the dark pockets of his humanity. And he says, it was an astounding, shocking, bewildering, wondrous thing. Now this hapless, poor individual who was going through this roller coaster of spirituality, he was more confused about what he was going through than anybody else. And he couldn't understand what was happening to him. That sometimes in all earnestness, he just wanted Kedusha, he just wanted holiness, he just wanted to live a life of goodness and kindness. And upam and then, very quickly, some other impulse took over, and he didn't know what to do. And he settled himself, he thought about what to do, and he decided to go and seek a professional opinion, uh, an evaluation. So he went to a certain chacham, to a certain wise man. And he asked, what's going on with me? Who am I really? If this is what I experience so often, going back and forth between good and then not good and then good again and then not good again, who am I really? The Amar Loi and a devastating verdict came down from this Chacham. He told him, Shuhurak Haloitoiv. Your true identity is that impulse that drives you to distance from Kedusha into the lowliness of physical gratification, into the lowliness of egoism. That's the real you. That's who you really are. A terrible thing to hear. But this didn't sit right with him because it was too simplistic. It was shocking to hear such a thing. Because Because he remembered that there are times, maybe even frequently, where he really wants the right thing. Whether he's able to actualize that desire or it just remains an inner yearning, a silent cry. He knows that there are so many times that he feels 
Like he wants to be close to Hashem, that he wishes he could be gentler with his wife, that he wishes he could have more patience with his children. How could this be? That he's being labeled in this way, your true identity is the low tov, is the not good. And he ends this first story with these wondrous words that really serve as an introduction to all the stories that we're going to encounter Hashem, in the coming days and weeks but far more broadly serve as an introduction to the concept of stories in general and why they're so important for us. He ends, This this person that was experiencing this roller coaster of spiritual turbulence, he walked out of that Chacham's office. And he started wandering the world. And he began to listen intently to stories. Now, this story, unlike all the other stories, it's unique in that it ends not with a period to let us know that it's a self-contained story like the others are, but it ends with three dots that suggest, like we mentioned, that this story is really an introduction to all the 67 other stories to follow. And we find that to be the case because when you come to the very last story, we come back to this Echad Shehizchalev. And all these stories are the stories that he's hearing, that are giving him strength, that are giving him hope, that are helping him to understand himself on a deeper level. But like I mentioned, this story is really an introduction to the concept of stories, Bechlal. And why stories alone can speak to our neshamas, the neshamas of this generation that like this Echad Sheyizchalev go through this so often that in the span of one day, we don't know who we are and we're pulled in so many different directions. Even at the time of the Avera, there might be a Ratzon inside that really is seeking transcendence. And even at the time where we're in Shul Davening, we're pulled, Chas v'shalom, in another direction. We are this Echad Shehizchalev. And how is it that stories in general, but these stories in particular, are able to gift us something, are able to give us the sense that we haven't become identified by the Ra, and that perhaps the Tov within us is very real and perhaps even more essential than any of the negative ways that we might find ourselves behaving, oftentimes against what we really truly want. So let's talk about this story a little bit. And I want to make it clear just from the outset, anything that I can possibly say about this story or any of the stories is only by way of suggestion. It's mamish just bederich efsher, ulai efsher. It's my take on it, but I'm not sure if that was the intention. And I'm sure that many of the listeners will have different interpretations and feel free to share them. If you're listening to this on YouTube or on SoundCloud or anywhere else where there's a comment section, feel free to leave your insight so it can be a collaborative process of trying to work through these stories and find meaning in them. That's going to be unique to each and every consciousness that has the privilege of hearing these stories and processing them. So, Baderich Efsher, I want to talk about two mountains. Two mountains of Yiddishkeit, Esa Enai El Heharim. There are two mountains that the Jew looks toward. And these two mountains aren't just two geological locations. And they're not even two concepts that we'll speak about now, but they really represent the two core foundations of Yiddishkeit in its entirety. And these two mountains, of course, are Har Sinai and Har Abayas. Mount Sinai, where the Torah was given to Am Yisrael, 
and Harabayas, the Temple Mount, where the first and second Bate Mikdash stood. What's the difference between these two mountains? What's the personality of these two mountains? And how does that relate to our connection with the Master of Heaven and Earth? So in order to help us begin to understand the personality of these two mountains, it would help to look toward the personalities that were connected historically with these two wondrous places. Of course, when it comes to our Sinai, the persona that we look toward is Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that ascends the mountain. He goes up 40 days and 40 nights. He receives the Torah. He brings it down to Am Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu is bound up with Har Sinai. And Harabayas is bound up with Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov Avinu, with the Avos HaKadoshim, with our fathers. Now, this association can help us to begin to develop the distinction between these two mountains. Because there is a very fundamental distinction between the title that we use when referring to Moshe and the title that we use when referring to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, which is, of course, Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe, our teacher, and Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Avinu, our fathers. What's the distinction between a father and a teacher? The distinction fundamentally is that the relationship between a teacher and a student is conditional. It's dependent on the student being the student, meaning behaving in the class, listening intently, absorbing the material, reviewing the material, learning, relating to the teacher as the teacher. But if there's a break, either from the side of the teacher or the side of the student, and that relationship is just not working out, and the student is not learning much from the teacher, and the teacher is not able to teach much to the student, then they part ways. And they might pass each other in the hallway of the same school, but that relationship is no longer there. But the relationship between a father and a son, the relationship between a mother and a daughter, the relationship between a parent and a child is fundamentally unconditional. It goes on forever, forever. It's eternal. No matter what the child does, and chas v'shalom, if the parent should have to get to such a place where they throw the child out of the house, it makes no difference. That child is their child. And that parent will always be the parent of this particular human. The relationship between a father and a son is forever. And we see this personality manifest in the nature of what Harsinai is and in the nature of what Harabayas is. Because Harsinai, of course, is the headquarters for Torah, for Torah study. And when it comes to Torah, we find a distinctly conditional element. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Am Yisrael, listen, if you want to have a relationship with me on this level, if you'll receive the Torah, wonderful. This is where you get buried. It's conditional. There's a v'imlav, that if you don't choose to behave in a certain way, that affects the reality of the relationship between us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes to the nations of the world and says, listen, do you want the Torah or not? And if not, you're not my nation. Dovr HaMelech says in Tehillim, There are individuals that aren't able, they're not on the level, they haven't earned access to the world of Torah study and to that connection with Hashem that comes through learning. But Harabayas is the place of tefillah. And about tefillah, housed in that place of the Beis HaMikdash, the Pasuk says that eventually, ki beisi beis tefillah, the Beis HaMikdash will be a house of prayer, yikare l'chol ha'amim. 
that's accessible to all the nations, those very same nations that didn't have the privilege to form the conditional relationship with Hashem through Torah. The Pasuk says, Karev Hashem lechol Karev. Hashem is close to anybody that calls out to Him. Lechol Asher Yukru'u Be'emes. To anybody who calls out to Him with sincerity. Tfila relates to the unconditional bond that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the level of Av. That no matter what we may have done, and no matter how we may be living, and no matter what kind of turbulence we may be experiencing in our lives, we can always turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with that silent cry, with that whisper, with that inner yearning. Because Tfila draws out of us the essence of the essence of the essence, which is Tov, which wants goodness which enables a Jew to walk into the Beis HaMikdash full of sin and dust and dirt with a few animals that he's bringing as karbanas and he walks out clean. That's what the Beis HaMikdash does. It reconnects us with our essence. And perhaps this is why while the Kedusha of Harsinai was only temporary because the Gemara in says that after the whole mountain Torah was finished, Animals were able to graze on that incredible mountain where Am Yisrael couldn't dare step foot beyond the boundary. The Kedusha of Harabayas, no matter how many temples are destroyed, it's eternal. It's forever holy because it reveals the level of our relationship with Hashem, which is unconditional and therefore can never be broken. It's there always. It's Hashem's accessibility to us as His children always and our ability to relate to Him as our Father always. But it goes a step deeper because it's not just the distinction between Torah and Tefillah that we're speaking about, which is conditional and unconditional, Moshe Rabbeinu and Avram Avinu. It's also the distinction between concepts, information, study, which is related to Harsinai, and narrative, stories, which are related to Har Habayis. And the Torah itself encompasses these two elements because the Torah certainly presents concepts and the Torah presents commandments and the Torah presents information that we need to process, that we need to study, that we need to absorb into our essence, into our bones. But the Torah also begins with stories, with a narrative of creation, and the story of humanity in its infancy with all of its ups and downs and all of its challenges and struggles and triumphs. And the Medrash Tanchuma says, where did HaKadosh Baruch Hu begin to create the world from? Only from Yerushalayim. Only from the Evan Shasiyah. The Evan Shasiyah is the foundation stone not just for creation, but for the story of creation. Harabayas is deeply, deeply connected to the concept of stories. And how is it that stories relate to that part of the dichotomy that we've been connecting to Harabayas, to Tefillah, to the Avos, to unconditionality, to the unconditional relationship that we have with Hashem and His ever-accessibility to every Jew in every situation? How do stories connect with this? And I think, and here we come to the point, stories are so attractive to us because they tell a fuller story about reality than an idealistic abstraction. Information often presents us with an ideal. This is what we should be striving for, right? This is how we should be living ideally. 
But the fact of life, with its days and nights, with its winters and summers, with its mountains and valleys, is a very, very different experience. Even though we strive, of course, to embody all of these ideals and to keep every halacha and, and to live life as we know we should. But the reality that takes into account things like generational trauma and different family dynamics and personal circumstances, different stories that are produced through our lived experience of reality, that's oftentimes a little bit more complex. And it's oftentimes a little bit more nuanced. And it's oftentimes more emes. Because the word emes, truth, begins with an aleph, which is the first letter of the aleph base. It ends with a tough, which is the last letter of the aleph base. And in the middle, we have the letter mem, which is the middle of the aleph base. And the aleph base are the building blocks of creation. The aleph base represent all of existence. That's what emes is. Emes is the truth of my life with all of my life, with the kaleidoscope of the good moments and the challenging moments, of the moments I'm more proud of and the moments that I'm less proud of. That's the emes of my life. And it takes into account my striving, but it also takes into account the stumbling. And it takes into account the tension of opposites. And it takes into account the nuanced complexity of the story that's unfolding as I live my life. And this is the way that Harabayas gives us hope. This is the way that the level of my relationship with Hashem that's unbreakable is able to give me strength in a moment where I feel like the loitoiv is taking over. When I feel like this echad shehizchalef, that I'm not quite sure who I am anymore, and I'm always falling back, and I'm always slipping again, and I'm always connecting to the lower elements of me, and I'm never able to finally make it and keep my head above water, I need strength. When the inner Chacham, when this inner intellectual that processes things on the level of Harsinai and looks at it in a very conditional way and say, listen, are you at the level or you're not at the level, right? Such a Chacham can kill you. And all of us have the voice of such a Chacham in our own psyche. And chas v'shalom, if we've had the unfortunate experience of encountering other Chachamim like that through our upbringing, who consciously or subconsciously gave over this subliminal message that we are no good. And so when I feel that I'm about to give up and I feel that that level of the relationship has been severed, I cry out to HaKadosh Baruch and I say, Loi Amos, I don't want to die. I don't want to let go. I don't want to have my inner Kedusha snuffed out. I know, like this Echad Shizchalif, that there's a part of me that desires good. There's a part of me that's connected to Tefillah. There's a part of me that wants a relationship with you. How could it be that I'm just the Loi Toiv? Loi Amos. I don't want to submit to that finality of the verdict of this Chacham. Ki I want to live. I want to continue. I want to find the strength to carry on. Says David HaMelech, okay. Connect yourself to Harabayas. Connect yourself to creation. Connect yourself to the reality of the world. Va'asaper maseka. Connect yourself to the realm of stories. Uncover within yourself the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that's on the level of the Avos, of a father to a son, on the level of Tefillah. And indeed, Karav Hashem L'chol Karav. In that space, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is close to anybody that will just turn to Him and call out to Him. L'chol Asher Yikru'uhu. To whomever calls out, Be'emes. 
from that place of a multifaceted, nuanced, multivariate experience of the story that is our lives with all of its days and nights, with all of its summers and winters, with all of its mountains and valleys, with the good moments and the not such good moments, with this turbulent experience of the Echad Shehizchalev, Va'asaper Maseka. Go and connect yourself to the level of Bereshis, the creation narrative, the story which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is unfolding throughout the lives of each of us within creation, that word which contains the everlasting hope that there can be Bez Reshis, two beginnings, the capacity to start again, the capacity to stand up strong and to say, Loi amos, I'm not going to allow myself to be discouraged by the fact that right now on the level of the Harsina relationship, I haven't gotten it together yet, despite my best efforts. Loi amos, but ki echya, I intend to carry on and to allow Hashem's story to unfold through me so that I can bring cover to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, both in the good moments and in the not such good moments by constantly calling out to Him, by constantly connecting myself with Him, by never giving up. And I think that that's why these stories perhaps are so powerful in their ability to give us chizuk because they relate to that part of us that feels so often like this echad shehizchalev, where we're not quite sure who we are. And we need the chizuk to know that our story is holy and that we make kiddush levana, dafka on a moon, that journeys each month from emptiness to fullness and back again and continues and continues. We need to make Kiddush Lavana. Our lives are holy. Our stories are holy. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to hear our stories. He wants to hear from us. And no matter what we may be struggling with in every moment, if we're willing to bring our MS to the table and be vulnerable and be authentic and sincere, Karev Hashem L'chal Kairav, that connection is always accessible. L'chal Be'emes, to listen lovingly to all of our cries, to all of our attempts at connection and our pleas for divine assistance to help us align ourselves both on the level of Harabayas as well as on the level of Harsinai with our ultimate ideals. And so to conclude, perhaps this is what's being communicated in this first story, which is so fundamental. There are two ways of processing our journey. If we process it only through the lens of Harsinai, if we process it only through the lens of the Chacham, then there's no hope. Shamtek Furaschem, Misa. But if we can somehow have the good sense, like this Echad Shehizchalev, to not give up on the goodness that we so often see manifest, even in the darkness, when we feel like we're being taken over by lowly forces that come from nowhere and blindside us out of the blue if we can find the good sense to leave this Chacham's office and to journey from Harsinai to Yerushalayim, to Arabayas, then we can carry on. We can connect ourselves to a deeper perspective, to the perspective beyond the Eitz Hadas Tovara, which is also associated with Harsinai. And we can connect ourselves to the Eitz HaChayim, Ki Echya, to the tree of life, to the tree of essentiality, to the tree of the deepest emes, that our essence is good, that our essence is pure, that our essence is holy. And with the koach of tefillah, with the power of prayer, we can make a new start and we can walk out of the Beis HaMikdash clean, fresh, 
and ready to serve Hashem with the greatest joy. Thanks for listening. This episode was also a little bit longer than they will be usually. I hope you enjoyed, and I wish you the most wonderful day. Mm-hmm.